Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Way Up North podcast. This podcast series is about getting to know the presenters of Way Up North in Rome this April of 2017. And my name is Jenny Hamar. I'm a Stockholm-based photographer who will host this round of conversations. And this podcast is about getting to know Ryan Brenzier from New York. He shares a ton about his personal life, his wife, Tatiana, and their relationship, and about the three times he got married in the past two years. Also, their engagement is a really fun story. See also if you can identify the clues that make him a true New Yorker. I really enjoyed that. Okay, hope you enjoy this conversation. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. What, what time is it over there? I say good morning. It must not be morning. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the sun's about to go down soon, so it's like quarter past two in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. We got the evening light coming in here. Yeah. yeah. It's wow. pretty rough. I, I knew uh, you're in Stockholm? Yeah, I'm just north of Stockholm in, in Vaxholm, it's called. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I forget. <laughs> I thought, I thought in February it would be a little, there'd be a little more sun than that. It is. Um, no, it is. It is better here. You could have a look. It's like quite nice light today, actually. Yeah. So, but, um, definitely afternoon ish light. Well, I'm, I'm sure what's great there is if you can, if it's ever warm enough to go outside, the uh, the sun is is always at that sunset angle, right? Even That's if, true. Even, yeah. <laughs> if like there that. is a sun, but we have we've had like we have things like record amount of days where you actually haven't seen sunlight, and that doesn't mean that like we're not so far north that it just doesn't come up it's just that there's can be like just clouds and just that kind of grayness that for like yeah. oh we've had months where it's like three days out of the whole month you actually saw like direct sunlight so that's oh, depressing man. but we're getting we're getting out of it good that's so good yeah it's actually a super nice day in celsius today it'll be about 17 here so Ooh, that's nice are you're in new york right yeah New York City, mm -hmm. proper New York City. Yeah, like downtown. Where, where in New York? Oh, uh, actually, well, we're so we're in Brooklyn, um, probably about uh, yeah, about a mile south of the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay, cool. Uh, so nice neighborhood, little uh, little quieter here than some of the spaces. Um, it's it's really our, our happy space because we're. We're about fifteen minutes from uh, from downtown, downtown, you know, from yeah. like the city hall area. Uh, but like, it's quiet here. You can actually find parking on the street and and all this, you know, all this kind of stuff. That's that's nice when you're ready. 
bit. Um, I got tired. I was living in Manhattan, and, and you know, even when I was younger, I was tired of working a 17-hour day and coming home at 2 a.m. on a Saturday and having to step over drunk people <laughs> who are like passed out on the sidewalk. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so it's a little, ni- a little nicer to be in kind of a, a family place, family area. And is it like, is it one of the areas that's called like Park Slope or is it called something else yeah. in Brooklyn? Yeah, it's called Cobble Hill. We're a little, Cobble a little Hill. Wet. Okay, yeah, I know that area a little bit, yeah. Well, have you spent a good deal of time in New York? Is um, that I, lived, uh, I lived there for about a year and a half. Uh, oh. Like, um, Let's see, wow. It's already almost 10 years ago, though, that I moved back. So, yeah, Especially Brooklyn has changed uh, a lot since you know since Brooklyn changes every year. So yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, cool, cool, great, yeah, awesome. So, yeah. are you originally from New York then? I'm originally, I'm originally from upstate New York. I'm originally from like I grew up like Huckleberry Finn. You know, I, I grew up uh, very very rural area, uh, and I came here for college, and then after messed around for a couple of years, but otherwise, otherwise I've been here uh, since like '96. Okay, wow. So you yeah. are like a New Yorker. Pretty much, yeah. You like yeah. walk fast and like don't look people in the eye and like kind of. Absolutely, we never hide <laughs> to a person, and yeah. Like Chevrolet days on the subway, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah that, that is, just comes uh, with the territory. <laughs> yeah, it's it's part of it. Yeah. Get out of my fucking way! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh man, it's nothing. I mean, again, now we're now we're in Brooklyn. We don't commute every day and all this stuff. But you know, there's there's no worse feeling than like somebody walking slow in front of you on the subway stairs that's that's the most hatred you can ever have yeah in your heart (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) although it feels like the political climate is kind of testing that uh that that's the most hatred you can have in your heart but maybe yeah well you know uh i think people here in new york probably feel a lot closer to to probably people in, in most of europe uh, than than a lot of spaces there uh in my election district there were four people who voted for Trump. <laughs> Are you serious? They have that, the statistic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, something like 91% here, uh, you know, in this little area, um, and, or, you know, maybe even more in this little area. Um, not, yeah, yeah. So, so this is, this is the bubble, as they say. You can be, you can generally be like, pretty open that you're not a fan and, and yeah. reasonably assured that people won't be offended. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So that's not a general, I just assumed, I don't know why, because everyone I know is not a, is, um, I think is not a Trump supporter. You just don't know uh, everyone. But um, I feel like, isn't that the more accepted kind of statement to be against it? Or can you, do you have to be kind of careful well, it depends on where you are, uh, and also I mean, you just don't, also don't want to bring politics, um, you know, in into every, you know. I may I maybe do too much, but um, it, again, it's fine for me because most of our clients won't be. But you know, we have we have um, I mean, I certainly have Republican clients, and, and you know, the funny thing is, I I, I guess I thought I was more inclusive than I was. Because I have a number of Republican friends, um, but they 
they are all, you know, none of them are, are fans of Trump. So the Republicans, but they're, they, you know, um, they're everywhere from iffy about him to just hating him as much as anybody else. Um, yeah. So they're not that kind of Republican, you yeah. know, but, you know, they, they just don't want taxes, which. Yeah. In a way, you know, on, a, on an emotional level, I certainly understand. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we, we do have to, like, pay for some stuff. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I will, you know, I, I probably have two little rings of a bell. That's why this happened uh, quickly. So, um, so I've just got to uh, answer the door for one sec. Is it Chinese food? Uh, close. It's bagels. It's, oh, my, oh, my God. Now that's just. Just me, guy. I run the fourth floor. Oh, see, this is the true New York experience right now. I couldn't have like directed this any better. I'm talking to our listeners now. Getting bagels delivered to a Brooklyn apartment. It's a yeah, walk up. I'm like, and a walk up. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're great great New York bagels. Um, oh yeah. my god, you're killing me! Um, New York bagels I, oh, is like my absolute favorite thing in the world. The the thing about uh, New York too, you know, especially at this time, is you really can have absolutely anything delivered uh, to your apartment at any time. Um, so we never have to leave and often in the winter uh do not uh you know cause we um you know we we have a home office you know so we go from our our bedroom to the living room and stay there for you know about 15 hours and then go, go back to the bedroom and then, and then you, you just know. have like a treadmill somewhere in between so like for exercise you just hop on the treadmill oh he's at the door getting the bagels man no, I know. Yeah, yeah, and I have been. Um, you know, we have a, a gym membership, but I, I have been doing a little bit more workouts at home uh, as well because uh, I don't know. I need, what I need to do right now is like super crazy cardio, and and I feel like it feels actually easier to one way or the other. There's, there's a certain level I can only push myself if someone is yelling at me. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we do some like home workout videos right now for uh, for crazy cardio. If, I, if I'm if I'm going to get sweaty and like really really sore, yeah. Uh, instead of just lifting weights, like I need somebody yelling at me to, to keep going. Are you um, are you training for something special that you feel like you need to get crazy sweaty for? No, we just have you know we have a little bit more time in the winter. I'm trying not to. Uh, I, I think actually the. <laughs> um, our housekeeper like shrunk all my clothes, okay. right? And so I'm like, oh man, the only way I'm either gonna have to like throw away <laughs> like like 15 pairs of pants or yeah, you know, lose about seven pounds. Um, I hate when that happens. I have that too. Like someone who I don't know something puts a spell on all my clothes so they feel super tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, it's always you know, especially because. Uh, you know, one of the advantages for most people in New York is we they do walk a lot, which again is not true of most of, of America. But we again we go from our bedroom to the living room to the back, so we don't we don't have that experience. So just just being able to you know to get out and actually like you know work our legs and and things are 
<laughs> when you're not shooting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. During the season, <clears throat> we barely have to do cardio at all because yeah. we're putting on, you know, maybe 20 miles of walking a week. Um, and it just naturally, uh, you know, the like weight comes off and it, you know, it's like, like marathon running season. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. New York is not a winter wonderland. No. So we don't really book a lot in the winter here. It, it kind of looks, we don't get a lot of snow. You can never count on snow. I've, you know, again, I've done more than a thousand shoots and, and like two of them were in the snow, uh, and not heavy snow. Wow. Uh, so it just kind of looks the same with dead trees, uh, but it's just kind of gross to be outside. So, so people kind of hold off until April or so to, to do. <laughs> and then when it does snow, everything shuts down, so you can't get to your shoot anyways. <laughs> exactly. The, the only thing that happens when it snows, it's nice for about two hours before everything turns brown, but you know, all the, all the air flows. So, so these are reasons why. Um, most people, unless they're looking for a significant discount, do not plan weddings in the winter uh, because it's. <laughs> sorry, my husband's calling me on like my iPad phone and the. Sorry, hang on one second. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, yeah, your hand it rings in like five places. Yes, yeah. I don't know if you've um, if you've ever seen there's a there's a scene in the the American version of The Office where he invents this thing called. Woof, which is like a new social media uh, site, and, and you send someone a message in like six different alarms and a fax machine and a secretary <laughs> calls you, you know, and, and that's what it's like, especially every time we get an email, because we have, I mean, active devices, we both have iPhones, uh, we have one iPad that's active, uh, also our computers go off and, and you know, sometimes connected to the television, it's, you know, it's, it's madness every time we get an email and it's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, it's spam. Great. Okay. It's spam. It's a, I read somewhere, we were reading an article um, in the paper just the other day about kind of this notion that, you know, obviously it's hard to relax, but not only when you're relaxing, there's like all these um, new kind of problems, obviously, that people have, you know, before it used to be like texting, the texting thumb, you know, whatever that was. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, that feeling of like, the phantom vibrations in your pocket, okay. when you feel like the phone's vibrating, or someone's calling you, but you look at it, and you're like, Oh, that's weird. Nobody called. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, do you ever experience that where you're just like, wait, I thought I heard an email or a message and like <laughs> yeah well again i think it's um it's so obvious you know we do get an email uh i mean i've done that sometimes um but uh i i tend i, I tend not to keep my you know because we're working in the office i tend not to keep my phone on me i just keep it i keep it nearby at all times because i also i have a you know the seven plus so it's it's huge uh so i wouldn't like oh, walk yeah. around with it in my pocket all day um, so, so that actually is, has solved that problem uh, <clears throat> a little bit because um, it's, it's not vibrating on my on my person all day. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So you speak of we all the time. Who's 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 we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this. We are you Weinstein for a second. One second. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the exciting thing um, in my life and, and in general is that um, 
uh, I, you know, over the over the course of two years, I uh, I got married in, in 2015 and 2016, um, and uh, so. <laughs> what does that mean to the yeah. person or to two different people? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, so I got married three times to the same person. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, so basically, we, you know, to um, to accommodate uh, what, for lack of a better term, we'll call real people and wedding industry people who have exactly the opposite schedules um, and you know, times that they're free and, and what works out well. Um, our, our concession to wedding people was we had our wedding on a Thursday, um, and that, but our concession then to normal people is we had to do it in the summer uh, if we were going to do it in a weekday. Um, so that meant we, were, we had to have this like absurdly long 17-month engagement, um, and we didn't need, you know, we're... We didn't need to do that for any reason. Um, so, so we decided to actually elope uh, a year to the day before we had our wedding. Um, Ooh, and, and, cool. Yeah. And then in, in 2016, we divided our wedding up into two different days uh, back to back, and we actually had ceremonies during each day, one a more traditional like emotional uh ceremony in front of in front of family and about 88 guests and then um you know then one that was just <laughs> ridiculous uh and theatrical um in front of 250 people so in addition to, to to everything else we kind of had the sort of the three major types of weddings that we shoot uh we had a you know small elopement and then more like intimate like 80 you know 90 person wedding uh and then just a giant ridiculous party um so now we know what it's like to plan and go through all of those and it's ridiculous (laughs) basically for the for your cv it's like yeah trust us we know exactly what you're going through no matter what you're doing we've done it Yeah, if you if you come through like yeah yeah next we'll have to have like a, uh, an Indian wedding or something yeah have an Indian, and then go to Vegas and then there's just yeah. a few more things to renew your vows every every way so wait, yeah. the, the the ones that were kind of back to back you said was that like the same weekend like a Thursday and a Saturday on the same weekend it was, no it was it was a Wednesday and a Thursday yeah oh so. a Wednesday and a Thursday yeah so it's, it's kind of like we. Um, we got married during our rehearsal dinner, basically. Okay. okay. That's yeah. awesome. And which one did you? Which one did you like the most? Which one is does feel like your wow? That was like the day I'll never forget. You know, they were all such different experiences. But I, you know, I think you know, in a way, uh, just the the, the 2015 elopement, um, which was you know just us, you know the, the real experience, um, you know going from not married to married, um, you know going through that experience for the first time. That was the one <clears throat> where I was a, a sobbing little baby. Um, really? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Because um, you know we've been through <clears throat> we've been through a lot. <clears throat> Um, to, you know, to get to this point <clears throat> and, <clears throat> oh man, it's still early here. I'm sorry. We're, I'm like hawking into the, uh, into the microphone. Oh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> what time is it by you? Like eight, it's, it's, it's 30. It's yeah. Okay. It's, it's early enough. Um, <laughs> as, as some people might know, I wake up super early during the season, <clears throat> but, uh, during the winter when we're not shooting and it's sort of just an undifferentiated massive processing, um, it's a little bit. 
depressing to wake up too early uh, in the winter because you wake up and it's maybe, you know, 10 degrees or, you know, negative Celsius outside and, and you still have like four more hours of darkness. Yeah. Um, and if you wake up at like 5 a.m. So, so we let ourselves sleep in in the winter and stay up late <laughs> like we used to. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then during the season, I, I do my best to, to wake up as early as I can. <clears throat> You're still a go-getter. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> relatively so, relatively so. Our priorities have keep shifting a little bit and and you know you, you have multiple and different levels of, of priorities which which is relevant <clears throat> to the topic that i'll be i'll be speaking about okay. uh, but it's uh yeah no so, i'm sorry i interrupted you you were saying um that you know you've had like quite a journey to get where you are and so the elopement was kind of the place for you where you <clears throat> it's like the <clears throat> it's a capstone on that you know on um, you know, where we've come from, where, you know, where we're going, um, you know, and, and, you know, it was just us and, and a few of the people <clears throat> that we love most in the world. And, and, you know, I had no, I hadn't seen the dress. I had no idea, you know, what she would look like. And so, you know, it was, you know, experience, <clears throat> experiencing that moment. Um, and it just, yeah, it just was, was totally overwhelming. Um, everything was super new, but, it, but again, uh, each experience was uh, was very different. Um, the other one, the, the second one, is the one I actually <clears throat> got to talk to people the most. Um, one of the reasons we did it was <clears throat> was like on that day, there was no dancing, there was no anything. There was just like this incredible dinner, and so we we actually got to like talk to our guests for hours and hours. Um, and then you know the final day <clears throat> was just. Dancing and craziness, and and that, and that and that was completely over the top wild. That was the one that you know you see most pictures of. You know, most people in the industry had experience of, and and it was great to be able to celebrate with people. Um, I expect, <coughs> having been to many industry parties, um, I expected like it to basically be another WPPI. I expected you know. Uh, all these photographers because they were they were about a I want to say 96 industry people there oh really <clears throat> yeah you know when you're a wedding photographer you kind of uh, slowly jettison all your old friends uh, because you don't see them anymore yeah uh, having a, a schedule exactly the opposite of yours um, and you know but you gain all these new wonderful friends who have the same interests as you and you know somehow ended up in the same sort of place um, so having been in for more than a decade you know pretty much almost everyone we know uh, is in the industry um, so what's the, like what's I mean like be honest here like I won't tell anyone who which one of like the industry photographers that we know got the drunkest Oh boy! Um, you know, it's, it's a very good question. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. Well, you. you know, you're, you're, you know, your hometown hometown boy um, uh, Jonas always has some fun, but I, I don't know. I don't know if he was the uh, the drunkest. Um, oh, now again. Yes, go for know, it. Don't don't hold back. <clears throat> so, sort of a, a coda, uh, you know, to, to to you know finish my original story. I was expecting all these things, and. Far and away, the people who partied the hardest 
were actually my family. Um, and um, they were the ones, uh, you know, again, even during the, uh, the quiet family dinner, it was my cousin who got, you know, just rip-roaringly, crazily drunk. Um, and it was it was my family who was absolutely, it was, you know, during the other wedding, it was another uh, family, uh, cousin of mine who hooked up with the band leader. Um, nice. And, um, you know, and, and they were just, you know, they were the ones absolutely dominating the dance floor. And, <laughs> and I'm not surprised. Uh, by one dominating, you they, mean like dominating. Yeah, I think one of the reasons that, uh, you know, informs how I cover weddings and even why I cover weddings in the first place is that my family weddings have always been just absolutely the craziest, most fun thing you've ever seen. And again, you know, I've shot now, I don't know, so somewhere close to 600, past 600, just a lot of weddings. And there are still uh, a number of crazy things that I have only seen at my own family's weddings. Um, You know, uh, I've never seen anyone else do the wave during a wedding ceremony. Uh, I've never seen uh, multiple people get sent to the hospital with injuries. Uh, (laughs) These are, these are all things that, you know, it's like my own family can somehow talk uh, some of these crazy stories. So, um, so it was, it was really nice to see that and, and celebrate with them. That's awesome. So, and nice for all these wedding photographers, I mean, wedding photographers to actually get to attend a wedding, which I'm sure, because maybe not, most people don't have that many, maybe wedding photographer friends. So it's like, you're not going to like do it for, you know, pick a date that suits them. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Generally, I think most wedding photographers um, have smaller weddings. Um, You know, I think they, I think maybe they're burned down on, on large party weddings. So so people, you don't get invited to as many industry weddings as, as you might otherwise. Um, and, and also you have to turn a lot of them down. Um, I, I still regret there's a couple um, couple of weddings from wedding photographer friends I, I had turned down for various reasons. And so um, I had not been to a wedding and not photographed it since 2009. <laughs> um, wow. So, yeah. So to, to, to actually... Be able to enjoy a wedding. I had to uh, have one. <laughs> you had to have your own. And did you yeah. go like, um, Jonas? Oh my! I'd love for you to come to my wedding. Totally be a guest. Um, yeah, if well, you bring your uh, camera, that's cool. If you happen to just uh, that'll. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. We, that I'm was totally the gift we wanted to give to people. Is yeah. um, we wanted them to to just be able to relax, you know. Um, and and most people did. Was you know, it's funny. There's a there's a picture that I love of you know we we had a um, sort of a YouTube sensation as our cocktail band. Uh, and they kind of performed <clears throat> for for 45 minutes, just had like a, a performance. And there's a picture where there's like 20 people with their phones out taking a picture, and none there none of them are photographers. They were all just the guests, and the photographers in the picture are just like standing there and not, and not taking any pictures. Um, so I think I think most people treated it as this is our chance to really just sit down and enjoy ourselves. Um, except for, except for probably the craziest of them all, uh, Ben Christman, uh, we, we were like, Ben, you know, Ben and Aaron, we want you to sit down, we want you to enjoy yourself, we want you to just have dinner. Um, but he can't be separate from a camera. And so he actually did take hundreds and hundreds of photos, which, 
which in retrospect, you know, uh, <laughs> we're glad for. Uh, we're not going to turn down, you know, a full set of photos from Ben Christman. Um, but it's very funny, you know. He's uh, he just he just can't relax. With and like like photographing is how he relaxes. Right, right. And so and that's one reason he's so good is that he's just he's always always shooting every day all the time. <laughs> he would have been more stressed out seeing all of the things that he saw and not being able to like catch yeah yeah absolutely absolutely it's just it's part of his thought it's part of the way that he encounters the world and you know and i certainly i understand that um you know again i think because we live such an an undifferentiated life you know i don't i don't shoot as much of my daily life as i would otherwise because again we're coming from the living room to the, uh, you know, to, to the, to the, you know, to the office. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, anytime that we do go out and do things, I'm, you know, I, I'm still excited by photography. I'm still excited by capturing the world, you know, even after all these years. And, and you know, and that's something that's uh, really nice, kind of an advantage. Um, you know, once you're, once you're really burned out, on this industry and especially once you're burned out by photography in general it's that's it's a huge disadvantage um and so um you know just still having that joy is something that's really exciting and and of course um you know once we live a more normal balanced life and like have children and things like that um you know then then i expect our 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 personal uh photographic coverage to skyrocket um (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I um, when I was talking to um, Valer Tim Twinham, I think you say his last name Twinham. He was saying that he does like uh, the video cinematography um, genius, and uh, he has two small girls. And I was like, so do you like you know do you film them a lot and and do? And he was like, um, no. Like as if that was like the really weird question. He's like, "No, I yeah. don't. That's that's more like work for me." So he's like, "Yeah, I mean, with my iPhone." But you know, it was yeah. like he was like almost like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, the, the uh, iPhone can be fun too. So I mean, especially these days, it's it's great. And a lot of um, a lot of our part, again, if, unless I'm setting out and, and doing something and going somewhere, then I'll just bring our Sony cameras, which are kind of small. Uh, but generally, you know, we shoot a lot with the iPhone, and, and now it's like, oh, we can shoot raw, and, and we can do all these things, and and even having the limitations uh, of it is is kind of fun, um, you know, to <clears throat> to think about things in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so so that's fun. I, I actually really admire um, uh, Jeff Newsom. He loves his children, photographs them. You know, photographs everything that they do, but he actually takes relatively few photographs and thinks through them <clears throat> really well. So say, you know, if, if they go out and do something, they'll really be aiming to take, you know, one picture that encapsulates that day, that moment, that trip, you know, whatever it is. So, you know, yeah, I think he said he has something, something like, might have been 50 or but like 20,000 pictures of his children who are now like seven or eight years old. So over the course of eight years, he has, you know, tens of thousands. Whereas, you know, uh, I could see having like, you know, hundreds or a million uh, over the course of eight years. Um, So, but was that just out of curiosity? That means, does he take that few or does he save that few? You know, I think, I think he actually, um, you know, obviously there's always an editing down process, but he's certainly not, 
Um, I mean, he's certainly not shooting thousands of photos every time he has an outing with his family. Um, and so, so yeah, I admire that because you have to, you want to live life uh, as well. And it's also, um, you know, I mean, that's the way that we, you know, I certainly am used to encountering family photos because, of course, you know, the family photos that I think about are, like, you know, the 1980s um, where you're like, oh, this is the photo of me when I was five, you know, this right. is the photo of me <laughs> six, you know, there's uh, there's a lot more scarcity, uh, you know, than we're used to now. And, and so, um, you know, you have these things that really, really encapsulate that moment and, and they, they have, there's a power to them because of that scarcity. Um, yeah. I remember um, someone was, was talking about, um, you know, like the, the photojournalism of the Vietnam War, where you can really call up some photos to mind, you know, of the, the general, <clears throat> or, you know, shooting the traitor, the, you know, um, the, the girl with the napalm, the, you know, uh, versus the, the Iraq War, where, um, you know, you have some maybe scenes that come to mind, um, but not specific images, you know, like the, right. the pulling out of the statue, like you think of it in, in, in so many different ways. And so <coughs> is that, you know, the problem, um, of iconic photojournalism in the Iraq war wasn't that there was too little, it's that there was way too much, right? So nothing could really stick. Um, and in a way, that's a problem with, uh, you know, uh, wedding photography as well. It's not something that we've maybe paid enough attention to. Like when you, you know, there, there's an advantage that I think is maybe more important to like um, including a few different versions of a, of a portrait uh, because, you know, you never know people's psychology and they will always like something a little bit more than uh, what you will. But it, but it does when you have an amazing picture and then you have a almost identical iteration of that same picture, it almost robs a little bit of the power away from both of them. Um, Definitely. Yeah. It's like yeah. that whole process of, I feel like in editing where you're kind of killing darlings to lift some really yeah. strong images that you, like you said, if there's someone that's kind of takes, takes the effect away, then yeah. 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 And certainly in what you show publicly, you know, like we may be, uh, to what we give our clients, we, we may, uh, during a portrait shoot or something, but we, yeah, we may like, you know, include some more iterations just because they like this side. They like, you know, there's something that they like them. Maybe they like the big smile themselves. Maybe they don't like the big smile themselves. Um, but when you show publicly, you know, you should really avoid that. You know, we see people, um, what we would call in the journalism industry, like kind of emptying their notebooks um, when they're blogging and, and you know, uh, often blogging like similar iterations of different photos or yeah. just, you know, sharing things only because they happened. Um, you know, and, and I, that's, I, you know, generally that's not the most powerful way. Um, you know, obviously there's different philosophies and that's good. Um, you know, some people may want to show one or five or 10 and some people, you know, will show closer to a hundred, but you know, still every time you want to think about like, why, you know, am I sharing this and is it too much? And is it saying something unique about the wedding or about myself? Uh, you know, for us, if it's not doing, you know, either one of those things and, you know, it's something that could be perfect for the client. It might be their favorite photo from the day. Um, but you know, in that venue, we don't need to share it. Yeah, that's for sure. So you, again, you're saying we, uh, are you working with your wife? Okay. Yes. <laughs> that's Sorry awesome. about that. 
Um, so my wife is who um, worked out really well uh, for for uh, you know for our business and also I think for our marriage. Um, she also also was a wedding photographer for about ten years. Um, oh, okay. And so so we did become uh, you know last year a husband and wife team. Um, but a lot of times you know in <laughs> in a lot of husband and wife teams, it's kind of like one of them got the other one originally into photography. Um, and so, so for us, um, you know, not only were we both photographers, but we were both wedding photographers and, you know, in the same market had similar, uh, you know, similar styles in certain ways, uh, complementary styles, certainly. Um, <coughs> and so, you know, even though, it makes more financial sense to have separate businesses and in, in two different lines of income. Uh, it's just, you know, every time we did a wedding together, um, you know, it felt right. It felt perfect. And I'd like, I just, every time we were both at a wedding, I never really had to worry about, you know, is the coverage going to be up to par or not? I just knew like, if we're going to you know, do a great job with whatever we have. Um, and so it's you know we're like well okay we should do this all the time you know we started getting frustrated every time we weren't working together in, in little ways even if we were working with somebody else who was wonderful um, so so we just we started working together and now um, it, you know it's it's awesome and you know it's going great and so um, you know we we see each other all the time she's out on like a half. A half hour errand right now and it's it's like the most time we'll spend apart you know for weeks like, <laughs> yeah. I miss you. you've been texting her underneath the skype video like yeah, yeah like oh, I, uh, I miss you I miss, yeah <laughs> yeah uh, been? It's been 10 yeah. <laughs> when are you getting back i need you i, I, I know. don't yeah. do this to me um so you guys are like pretty inseparable that's that's cool what's her name uh tatiana tatiana yeah. okay yeah. And what's yeah. your, what, what do you think, what would she say is like, I mean, I obviously you're both awesome people or you wouldn't stand hanging out that much with each other and you're easy to get along with. But what, what do you think she would say if I were to ask her like what her biggest pet peeve about you is? What would she oh, say? God. You must have some of those. Oh man. Um, yeah. I mean, I am, uh, yeah, I'm a little, it's, it's funny. My, you know, my personal life and my, um, you know, photography life are a little bit different. You know, I'm super, super paranoid and detail oriented in my photography um, when I'm there on the wedding day. But, you know, whatever, wherever OCD is, I, you know, the opposite of OCD is like, that's what I have. Um, I, you know, in some ways it's great. It keeps me focused on the big picture, but you know, when it's like, do I pick up my clothes off the floor or not? Um, I think it's it, called slob. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I certainly, uh, I am coming, I'm a natural slob. I'm a slob at heart. Um, there have been, uh, when I was younger, there were, you know, times in my life where certainly if you, you know, oh my God, like how I was living in college was just not fit for humanity. <laughs> you know, in a way, it was like, oh, I was, you know, I was focused on the big picture. I was, you know, doing great things at work. I was, you know, I was working 80 hours a week in extracurriculars as well as going to class. And like, you know, does it matter now, you know, to me, you know, all these years later, how messy my room was, you know, no, um, what matters is what I was doing. So there, you know, there are advantages to that from an intellectual perspective, but as somebody like having to live with me, yeah, um, I was just gonna say, but it matters uh, to Tatiana. 
So yeah, so I'm way, I'm way, way better now. Um, I do like you know clean and pick up things, um, but still, there's you know she's a little bit more on the OCD spectrum. You know she washes her hands. You know. And, you know, when she comes in from the outside and, you know, she's like, you know, we're from the outside, we're from the gym, you know, wash your hands. And it is a good idea. Um, but, you know, I, I have to constantly be reminded. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's so like, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. exactly. So you never, so you barely just like blow up and just like, oh, my God, like, seriously, stop doing that. I can't, you know, my husband hates the way I chew gum, for example, and we'll like yeah. I um, <clears throat> I get more anxious. Um, I you know I think and, and I have like some anxious kicks, um, and so uh, you know I, again this is a thing that I've uh, encountered and gotten better at. But it, you know it's it's always a little bit of a, a trigger now. You know if I get if I get anxious about anything, it like reminds her of all the other times I got anxious, um, and so a little bit of a trigger. But but it's you know it's not a it's not, I mean, you know, it's, it's not out of proportion, you know, to, I think, you know, the, the response that one should have, you know, if she's annoyed, it's because I'm doing something annoying and, and not like just chewing gum or something like that. Um, yeah. So again, I don't think, you know, what's funny is if, if you, it's not just that we spend our time together in the same apartment. <clears throat> if you saw our, uh, our workspace, we, we work, uh, at the same desk about, about a foot and a half from each other, you know, for probably 15 hours a day. Um, and so it's not something that could work for everyone, or, uh, but it does, it does work for us. And there were, there were certainly some growing pains, but, but not, not nearly as many, uh, as you would think. Um, and, you know, I, I think, um, I think one of the, you know, one of the definitions, there's no perfect definition of like, you know, living, of living a moral life and being like a perfectly moral person. But, you know, it's the idea of like, you know, do you always act in such a way as you would act if, you know, if people were, were watching all, you know, all the time, would you, would you always do the thing that you would want to be public? Um, and so, you know, so we do now. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's a good way to make sure you do is just to never be alone. It's like, you cannot, you know, it's not like we were crazy immoral people before, um, but just like we're just, you know, there's, you know, humans will generally like, oh, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm obsessing about, you know, about this or, you know, I'm, whatever it is, like I'm eating peanut butter out of the jar, or like, you know, whether it's more, whether it's just like, oh, this is something that maybe I don't want everyone to see. Um, and so, so now, you know, uh, having adjusted to like, you know, now I live every aspect of my life, you know, as though I were in public, um, and, you know, it definitely took some, uh, took some adjustment, but it's not, yeah, yeah, it's nice that there's no like hidden, hidden side, you know, what you see is what you get now, yeah. So you haven't picked lint out of your belly button for like years. Yeah, uh, I haven't. I haven't. I think it's probably because 
I'm wearing more like fine, fine cotton shirts. I just don't have as much of a length problem. No. So I, don't, I don't wear a lot of wool. I don't like no, sweaters. No, no, yeah. um, you, yeah. you, well, you have to, you're forced now to wear only like silks, things that don't lint as you don't yeah. have. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah. Just to keep my belly button clear. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> it's all part of that strategy. Yeah. I totally get that. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet though. So you guys, Consider yourself kind of newlywed still, then probably, and you're still like, yeah, in that yeah, phase, in a certain way. Like, um, since you're not you know, yeah, we're gonna tire each other. I, I think, um, yeah, that's that's the thing that's that's been, you know, how we knew that, yeah, that this was real. This was, you know, this was the one. Um, is you know, obviously, you get to you know this age, and and you've been through you know a number of relationships, and and uh, yeah, I've just been through a lot of relationships where things got old, you know, really fast. You know, once once the excitement of newness wore off, you know, you weren't left with all that much. Um, and uh, you know, so there's a comfort to what we have now, but there's there's still also a feeling of like newness and excitement. Um, you know, years into it, I, you know, I think like we met five years ago, uh, that, that, you know, in other relationships was gone within like three months. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so obviously, you know, we made the right choice. Um, and who, who proposed to who, I mean, whose idea was it to get married? Uh, I proposed to her, um, and it was, it was really important to me to, uh, for it to be a surprise, um, you know, we, there's a lot of things that we have had advantages on because, you know, again, we've done all of this. And, and so, so I've, uh, you know, photographed, uh, you know, a number of proposals. And, um, so I knew the things that would kind of, you know, make it successful and fun. And like, you know, one of the things is I knew she would want, you know, cause we were going to have it photographed. Um, so I knew she would want to be dressed up. Um, which is, you know, always a challenge because I also knew we'd be basically coming right off an airplane because um, we got had proposed in Montreal. Um, so, um, so, so I went through a, you know, a couple of machinations. I said, okay, let me work backwards from this. I'm, I know she wants to be dressed up. <clears throat> I know where we want to do it. So, that, so I'm going to have to tell her that we're going out to a nice dinner, right? So we go out to a nice dinner, but we're coming from an airplane. So, um, so we're going to have to change somewhere. Uh, however, because we're getting engaged, um, I have a saying at, and I have a lot of points. Um, I have a saying at the, uh, Ritz Carlton, we are not Ritz Carlton people. Uh, uh, you know, we tend to, you know, on our personal level, you know, live, you know, try to live beneath our means, try to live simple because it's like, why not? Um, so if she sees that we're the Ritz Carlton, she will know that something is up. So, uh, so I also got us one night um, at the Best Western next door. <laughs> um, so, we, so we get off the plane and, and we go, you know, and we get to the Best Western, and she's like, "Great, Best Western!" You know, omelets in the morning, awesome, or uh, you know, uh, waffles. Um, and you know, and changed, and then I, I took her up. Um, <laughs> what? What uh, ended up being the wrong side of a mountain, um, you know, like, and so we had to climb up all these trails in the darkness, uh, in high heels to get to what I told her was a restaurant. Um, oh my but god! It took, yeah, it, so it took her completely by surprise. And then what I what I learned is um, when a woman is completely taken by surprise, um, she, she'll be so floored that often it will take. Um, 
a surprisingly long, what feels like a very long amount of time to say yes. <laughs> even and if, to like get happy because you're just like, but wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super, just super, super surprised. And so it took like 10 minutes or, you know, it felt like 10 minutes um, to say yes. And, uh, you know, those were, those were, you know, but she wasn't, she wasn't like debating, you know, she wasn't saying, you know, about to say no, but it's still like, it's still like, uh, yes, you're saying yes, right? Wait, um, so was there and, a part of you that was unsure when, like before you proposed, before you popped the question, was there a part of you that was like, okay, there is a chance she might say no, or were you pretty <laughs> sure? Yeah, I think, I think uh, by that time, uh, you yeah, know, we were pretty well set, uh, had, you know, had I uh, proposed like you know a year before, uh, you know, probably would have um, been like, "What?" I, you know, still, we're still figuring this thing out. Um, so yeah, so I waited for it to be the right time, um, but didn't wait long enough that anyone was like, "Hey, isn't it about time that you propose now?" Um, yeah, so. Okay, so sorry to interrupt you now again, but um, <clears throat> you get to this top of this mountain and you said it was being photographed and what was, what's the location? Who was there? How did you, how did it like all happen? Yeah, so it's the top, the top of this hill uh, in Montreal uh, called Mount Royal and uh, you're kind of looking out over the city. I told her <clears throat> that we were going to a restaurant at the top. There's no restaurant uh, at the top. And, and so, so. I had to, you know, do it very quickly before she figured out that, like, we're just, you know, and, and so I had to be as convincing as possible. But it's, it's you are, you know, I've seen this from the outside, but, I, you know, I felt it. Like, you, generally people are so nervous when they're about to propose that, like, they're, they're speaking gibberish, you know. Um, like, oh, God, I, um, so our friend Sergio, um proposed during us at the end of a speech in um uh at a conference um you know like a year and a half ago and he is he is such a good speaker he's such a good presenter like i hate going after him because he's so funny so witty and and this you know this speech was a total mess i was like what's going on this guy is <clears throat> he's one of the best funniest speakers out there like and this is like rambling and and um and it was because he was about to propose and then, and then I was like oh okay you know it all clicked because because you can um I could barely speak the English language um when you know right beforehand so I'm trying to be very convincing uh you know like um but I'm speaking like oh this is all a metaphor for our relationship that we're you know climbing this now and she's like what are you talking about um oh. so uh you know and then uh, so we had uh, Daniel, Daniel Davina, um, who are Montreal based, um, you know, uh, photograph it. And, um, you know, and, and they actually had picked the spot because, you, know, you know, I hadn't really known Montreal a lot since I was a child. Um, and, you know, but, but what was funny is, so, so I didn't know that, that um, they had never done a proposal before, um, and you know, whereas I'd done a number of them, and so, uh, so the one thing is, so they they because it was it was darkness, it was nighttime. Um, they used external lighting, which uh, which was you know was was great. They used the same lights that, that we have, but at that moment, um, you know, what had happened is you know I start proposing, 
And then these lights turn on, and when you're in the darkness, even like a little, a little video light, it feels like you're under a police raid. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, really, whoa. Yeah, added to the surprise and, and the shock of the moment. She's like, what is happening? He's dropping to one knee, and I think the police are here. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, so it's no surprise that she uh, um, took a few minutes to, to wrap her head around what was going on. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. So, um, so then you felt the question and then she was, after a while she was like, okay, wait, this is really happening. She says, yes. And then you, then you're like, screw the yeah. Western. We're going to the Ritz cult and open the champagne. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was like, well, actually, I think that was how I opened. I was like, look, I've lied to you about a few things. Um, you know, the first is, um, we we aren't staying at the Best Western. We're staying at the Ritz Carlton. And she's like, what? And, and and like like we are going out to dinner, but in fact, it's not on this mountain at all. It's you know in another part of town. And she's like, what is going on? Um, yeah. So so then we had to to go back down the mountain the the right way, and uh, and go to dinner. Uh, you know at you know at the Ritz. The, I think probably the only really fancy. Uh, dinner we've, we've had in our relationship together we you know we eat like nice meals but not like we're not crazy fancy people we're not Ritz Carlton people um, and uh, yeah it was it was really just some of the best few days of our, of our life um, so you know. nice I love that I love that you went all in and kind of I mean your the your nerves must have been crazy before that I mean I just have the experience of like a surprise party which is not yeah. even like a question like that and just I can't even like I basically have an ulcer by the end of it because I'm like oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to wrap your head around it and that's that's why I want it also to be a relatively private experience but yeah you're so nervous beforehand like our uber driver took like two wrong turns and I was like I was like ready to to destroy him and I gave him like a <laughs> yeah. one-star review and, and then I had to like apologize later to uber and, and say like please make it four stars um <clears throat> Also, like, I'm like, Daniel is standing on a mountaintop in the darkness waiting for us. And, and um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, and again, all these things just give, um, you know, new kind of sympathy uh, to, to our couples, you know, having been through, you know, the, the photographed proposal, having, uh, having had three very different kinds of weddings. Um <clears throat> You know, it's you know a lot of the stuff that I had kind of intellectualized before. Um, turns out, like, okay, that was that was pretty accurate. But um, but there's differences in uh, you know deeper sympathy and also and also just you know perspectives on things um, that that do you know completely change. And there there are things that you are still surprised by. Um, you know, when it's when it's you. Um, yeah, on the other side, uh, yeah. and yeah, and, and so all of that was was just a tremendously valuable you know part of our experience, um, and and being able to to say to people like yeah yeah here, here's how I felt when when I was you know in your shoes, um, and the things that we've learned are valuable. Um, it's great, and it kind of helps helps us take take things to the next step, uh, which for us you know at this point is is not not as much of a, a business or branding thing as, as just, you know, trying to, for our work to be as important as possible to our subjects, um, you know, to, to increase the depth 
the emotional depth of, of what we do. And, you know, again, all from a very client-focused perspective, as opposed to, of course, your your public-facing uh, perspective. You know, now if, if if left to our own um, our own impulses and desires, now having seen what's important, like we would completely drop off, you know, the social media, you know, industry map. You know, and sometimes we have like. I've kind of, uh, I was, I, I, I was the number one photographer on Fearless in New York. Um, and I'm sure I'm not anymore, but I haven't even looked or checked in a year and, and haven't <clears throat> submitted anything new in a year. Um, and you know, I was sitting there last night like, Oh, I really should. Um, cause that was, able, it was a valuable source of leads. You know, it's not an ego stroking thing. It's just like, Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that was that was helpful in a practical sense. So I, I guess we, I guess we should do that. You know, <clears throat> um, so it's you know it's the aspect of like we're taking, we're doing good work, but we just you know we don't have that like natural drive and impulse that we have to show strangers. Um, you know, to, 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 so that we get pats on the head. Um, <clears throat> it's something that's so much more valuable. You know, to have like one deep thankful reaction from you know from our clients than you know a thousand a thousand likes and and people saying nice color or something or like great bokeh uh you know on an image and then you know then one second later moving on to the next one and never thinking about that photo again um so so yeah that's that's kind of like where we are and and all these things uh tie together you know the the position of where we are in the industry uh you know ties together into our relationship because of course you know our like our relationship is our business um, and, and, you know, when you're as a wedding photographer, you know, when you're there and, um, you know, you're say you're there for 12 hours and the only job that's really required of you is to do your best. Right. And it's something that, you know, we, we have a lot of things that feel like restrictions, but, um, we're actually way less restricted than say, you know, commercial photographer with their client looking over their shoulders, they shoot tethered, you know, we're just there, you know? And, and so without those restrictions, um, in such a large general, uh, you know, assignment, um, basically everything that you are and everything that's happened to you and everything, every way that you encounter the world and imagery, um, those all kind of show up in your work. Um, and so, so just by, by that being where we are in our life, I think, I think that also shows up in a way, uh, in our work. Um, so it's all very deeply intertwined. Well, and I feel like what you said about the social media, of course, when you're new and you you need stuff, you're like pumping things out. But for every wedding that you're attending, you are also, I mean, focusing on that connection with that couple and maybe even connecting with people at the wedding. I mean, that you yeah. feel a natural, that's like, the must be the best marketing because for each wedding, you're just like making this map of people that know you and feel like, wow, he, they are really professional. Their images are amazing. Of course, that's, I mean, that yeah. word of mouth must be so much more powerful in my head because like you said, it's so fleeting. This also oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we, and we built this, this huge, one of the, the major advantages of having shot um, a lot of weddings each year. Um, you know, <clears throat> and largely in the same market as we have this just, just gigantic word of mouth network, um, <clears throat> which is another thing kind of working against. Our, you know, we don't have the 
the need for a large social media presence, we could go into full like online hermit mode and still book jobs for you know the next decade, um, <clears throat> just out of word of mouth. And and that was that was another thing that was a revelation for me when I met Tatiana. She basically had zero web presence um, <clears throat> and still was shooting thirty five weddings a year. And I was like, how how is that possible? You have no blog. You have barely have a website. It doesn't have wedding images. Um, how are you doing this? And and so seeing this more like deep organic you know word of mouth relationship to clients and couples um, you know, it's been a little bit of a, of a paradigm shift. Um, but then, you know, then we're also, you still have that feeling of like, Oh God, you know, it's nice to, um, I, I think, I guess we should still, um, you know, care about the industry a little bit, especially if we're going to do things like workshops and be in the industry. Um, it's, it's tempting to like let it go. Um, and, but there's still that, there's still that piece of you that, that got you into this in the first place and saying, for us, it's mostly like, you know, what can we do to, uh, to push the conversation forward? You know, what, what can we do? You know, um, one of the things we like about wedding photography is you're doing things that have a lasting importance. <clears throat> and so the most obvious thing is, is what we're doing on the wedding day, but you know, what, what has also been really nice um, is to see, you know, the, the way that, um, you know, our ideas and things that we focus on when we speak about them in public um, have kind of, for certain people and in certain uh, organizations, have kind of shifted the conversation in different directions uh, to things that we think are more important. Uh, you know, and those are things, you know, then to us, that's important because if you go out and you, you share a certain message with wedding photographers, then it also affects all of their clients. Or in fact, then one day they become teachers and, and your message, you know, then affects, you know, you know, different generation. You know, I, I started <clears throat> going to lectures and workshops and, uh, you know, hearing, you know, my, not just like my ideas, but like phrases, um, you know, that I put together, um, you know, spoken back to me. Um, and, you know, so, so it's really fun. It's like the old version of what a meme is, which is just an idea that becomes viral and kind of goes out there. Um, and so, you know, when I, when those are good ideas, <laughs> or I, you know, then, uh, you know, then I really enjoy that. And, and um, you know, I, I went to a lecture last last year, I guess a year and a half ago. Sorry about that. I'm closing the door. Um, where uh, uh, the speaker told an anecdote about one of like one of my friends that the speaker had never met, <laughs> and, and uh, you know I thought it was I was, I was like this is hilarious, um, but it was a really valuable anecdote that you know that there's a learning experience you can draw from, <clears throat> and so I was like great that's that's awesome that's fun yeah uh, yeah well you're obviously still rock stars if you're coming to way up north in Rome <laughs> so I don't think you need to worry about that. Yeah, and I only I I only even when I was like way more insecure, and, um, I still only ever uh, use would use the term rock star with with the deepest possible sarcasm <laughs> because yeah, yeah we're this is a service industry you know so even if you're you're well known um, or have you know that that like micro fame of you know being known among thousands of people, not millions, um, then uh, it's, 
you know, you're good at a service job. You're good at doing service to others. So, you know, it, it's, you know, if you're a you know, really well-known, well-known nurse or, or um, you know, um, it's the kind of same thing. Like it's valuable that people, you know, people do value your work, but in the end, you know, you, you don't, you don't just go out and be a rock star or like an Instagram celebrity where that's kind of your job. Um, your job is like, is being self-effacing, you know, when you actually have to go to work, you have to put your own ego behind. Um, so, so it's really, you know, in a way it's the opposite of being a rock star. Cause if you, if you buy into that for a second and you buy into the idea that what's important is you, um, you're going that you're going to, to burn out and you're going to run into this idea that that's not actually true. And, um, that will get you know, deeply, deeply frustrating for you. If what you value is this idea of, of, Oh yes, I, I want to be the important thing because yeah. every time you show up to work, you realize, wait, that's, that's not true. And every time I act like that, I'm causing problems. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So you're just like in the band. You're not the rock star. <laughs> well, you know, I'm the, I, I don't know. I'm the, I'm the janitor. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I, I think, I mean, really, I think what we're, or, or the, or the doctor, you know, um, you know, and I, in certain ways, um, you know, now having, I, I, I liken it in a, in a philosophical way often to, to medical professions, um, even though also knowing like we're not, actually out there curing cancer. Um, but um, there's just a, so some things, you know, procedural parts of it, which is, um, you know, can be anything from the, the long hours, but also that, that incredible importance of like, you are there to do the best job you possibly can. Um, you don't ever want to like phone it in, um, you know, in the way that you really don't want to in a, you know, a medical profession. You know, it feels more like that that like, you know, every time you show up to work, you're trying to give 100% of yourself, you're always thinking about that, um, as opposed to, you know, most office jobs where sometimes you can just be like, I'm going to just, yeah. you know, just like run out the clock today yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to do nothing at all and catch up tomorrow. Um, so, you know, that's, that's not it at all. That um, doesn't work, so, no. Yeah. That's true. Well, I get that totally. Um <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. I well, I just have one last question for you, and then I will let you go. Uh, yeah. you, you say you're with your in-laws, too, so I don't want to keep you too long. Yeah. No, no what, problem. How are you going to prepare your bagel? Oh, yeah. Well, I have <clears> – <throat> I'm always into things that are a little more exotic, um, you know, so I always, if I'm at a restaurant, you know, I'll tend to pick like the thing with the longest description. Okay. Um, so, so I do have, I have a whole wheat everything bagel with, um, I think today I went with like bacon uh, and cheddar cream cheese. And, and so Ooh. again, we've kind of, <laughs> I've kind of laid off the healthiness uh, a little bit in, in the past couple months. Um, and, and, Intellectually, I want to get back to that, but in the meantime, I'm like, oh, bagel. Um, bagel so bacon and yeah. bacon and cheddar cream cheese. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, yeah. They man, our, our we have a great bagel shop that's next to us, but they get into all kinds of strange fads that many of which I don't approve of, um, such as like bagels with sprinkles and like Oreo cream cheese. I'm like, that's not a Bagel That's like a muffin bagel. Uh, is, it, yeah. is that the ones who delivered? They're next door. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that's funny. funny. And yeah, you get more and more jealous. They're also 24 hours, you know, so if we need a 4 a.m. bagel and coffee, you know, we can we can do that. Um, oh, yeah. oh, my God. I'm so, so extremely jealous of that. I remember when we lived in New York, we had this Chinese place that we like. I mean, say we ordered there like once every two weeks. I'm not kidding. They would have our order at the door. They were like ringing our doorbell. We'd like hang up. And yeah. I swear it was like 20 seconds later. Yeah, I mean, are I, you waiting a, outside with our order like every <laughs> night just in case we call? This is ridiculous. Yeah, they're in the hallway. They're in uh, the hallway, and they and you're just like, wait, how did you? But it's exactly how do? And it was like super good, and so yeah. I swear, magic. Yeah, I always thought Manhattan in particular, but New York. This this is kind of an extension of Manhattan. There's this is more Manhattan than many places in Manhattan, um, and so. You know, I always call it, it's basically a theme park for workaholics, um, you know, and that there are some times in your life where you want, you know, a backyard and large spaces and, and total quiet and peace. And then there are other times in your life when you really need to be able to order Thai food at three in the morning. Um, and, you know, and that, that's kind of still, now we're in the, we're in the transition phase where we do have relative peace, but still, um, still we can get our Thai food any time of the day. Um, but if and- you're, if you're like, if you're calling a bagel place that's next door and having yeah. them deliver, that's a sign of a true New Yorker though. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's definitely like 150 feet from here. Um, and it's, a, it's such a lovely day, but we're just like, nope. Nope, can't leave the desk, can't leave the office. Um, and just they heard gonna... your desk and they're like, they just ramble your name and address and you're like, yep, that's right. Just the usual. Yeah. Whole, whole week with everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, delivery men keep this, keep the workaholics, you know, blood pumping and, and doing their job, um, even if it's, you know, maybe not the, the healthiest thing to never, yeah, <laughs> to never leave well, yeah. that sounds awesome. All right, you go have your bagel. I'm like um, uh, drooling at the foaming. No, not foaming at the mouth. Drooling. <laughs> Thinking about it. That's something else. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So lovely to speak with you. Yeah. Say absolutely. hi to Tatiana and the in laws and the dog and have a great day in New York. Great. Thank you. You too. Have a great uh, afternoon slash nighttime. Uh, <laughs> there. Whatever. Yeah. Soon, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Darkness. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Excellent. Take care. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank Have you. Thank you so much. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.